Hello and welcome to Up the Smut Pod. I am one of your hosts, Kate from Romantically Inclined, and I'm joined by Michaela from Love <laughs> Michaela Eve. She has a new mic today and she's really feeling it. I'm like, I don't know where to go. You know, like I'm kind of like, am I on top of it? I'm on my way behind it. Um, we're just, it's, it's a learning process and it's really, it's like so little and so pink. And I was telling Kate, it looks just like my pink microphone. Of course, you sick freak. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay. So listen, I made some enemies in my uh, Patreon exclusive episode and by enemies, I mean domesticated brat, who was very much offended when I said that I did not like brat romances. Like, you know, mm. if there's it, a daddy and a brat or a dom and a brat. Yeah. No. You, no. you would never, but you would she never guess that that would, would get under and ruffle her feathers, like the name yeah. domesticated brat. Bratty Cakes, <laughs> the brat. All capitalized, that is how we refer to her on this podcast. If she actually ever started a podcast, it would be 100% over for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, I fear the day yeah, she it. gets a microphone. Yeah, that's all. That's kind yeah, of we'd, we'd be in trouble. I mean, yeah. there's not there's not that many people who can match our mm, chaos. Chaos, that's a but, nice word for it. Yeah, we're going to have her on the podcast at some point uh, to make it up to her, so... Anyways, that the Patreon episode, if you didn't know, was uh, a, a, there was a lot going on. A lot. There's always a lot going on. Always a lot. Yeah. Um, but today we are bringing you an entire episode dedicated to Praise Kink. Um, we have tons of racks. We have, I don't really have anything that I didn't like. Like, this is going to be a pretty positive episode, in in my opinion. Unlike ogre episodes. Or the hooves episodes, which I still <laughs> hooves, hooves. Um, there are many things that I do for this podcast. This was one of the more enjoyable things. I felt really good, really affirmed, really seen mm-hmm. reading these yeah. books as well. Uh, Kate obviously has more recommendations than me because this was her idea to do this episode. If you can't tell, it's something that she really enjoys. I'm going to call you out immediately on that. So it is. Although I will say it's something that kind of I've strayed away from a little bit. Like I used to seek praise kink out. I used to read a lot of daddy books, um, a lot of Dom sub books. And I was super, super into that. And then I went super into monsters and now that shit's starting to overlap a lot. So when I was making my list in which it it is very long, um, but I actually had to work kind of hard to go through my list and find contemporary (laughs) books because, and I had struggled so hard to find a historical. I only came up with one in the end. So I would love to know if anybody has any historical praise kink racks that they just have like shoved up their sleeve or whatever. Or if you are a historian how common was this back in the day? This is the thing, mm. right? Like, did any do people get down to that? Because it was bad to be, you know, running around fucking as it was. You couldn't be running around praising people. Maybe that'll be like yeah. next season of Bridgerton or something. You know what I mean? Like, we'll be bringing it to the Regency era. And why? No, okay, so well, first, let's. I want to define praise kink for a sec. Yes, I, I was about to segue off of that into a great point, but for those who don't know, praise kink it. 
it does often go hand in hand with daddy kink, but they are not the same thing. Um, praise kink actually doesn't even have to involve a good girl situation. It very, it's very, very common. It doesn't have to though. Um, but it's really just the one character is very into praising the other character often during sex. Not always Mm -hmm. though. Sometimes it's just like really good, like compliments all the time. Like you're doing such a great job at your career. I don't know. You know, (laughs) Words of affirmation is quaking. There you go. This is like this is words of affirmation for the smarts. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Oh, I'm here. I think that that guy was actually a Christian, which is just makes it so funny when I see people like going on about that. My husband's is um, physical touch. I was hugged too much as a child, so I'm. We're not mm-hmm. huggers, Kate and I. Like if we ever met, I don't even think we would high five. Um, yeah. It'd just be like a peace man. Um, you yeah, know. Yeah. Words of affirmation. A gentle pat on the shoulder, maybe? If you were crying? Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I don't cry. So I can't even remember the last time I cried. I would, it'd be okay. like a gentle, one circular motion on your back and I'd be out. Okay. I'd be like, here you go. Maybe no. if you cried, I'd be like, are you okay, man? You're good. Yeah. Acts, acts of service is my uh, love language. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. like when my husband is like doing the dishes or mm-hmm. whatever. His is like, any love language that involves like touching his dick yeah which one's that physical touch that's physical my touch um <laughs> gift giving <laughs> i know that sometimes oh like, my God, husband he will... loves gift giving yeah. he'll just walk into a room and just like pull his pants down and be like and i'm like okay cool i love that yeah um but also yeah. like whatever do you know so <laughs> praise <God. laughs> always yes. reading our husbands the filth it's like fuck these so people why do you why do you like praise kink because i, I just know. like being told that i'm the best like obviously like it's just yeah. reaffirming what my so already ego thing absolutely yeah. for me personally it's an ego thing know, like it's just sort of who doesn't like to hear that you know they're doing a good job and that they're loved and appreciated it's just, it's just something nice there's yeah. something nice about words and i think especially like me and I think a lot of other women, um, we mm. really like that, you know, positive reinforcement of that. Because sometimes, like, it's hard, especially when you're reading an MF, uh, sometimes the banter just isn't there. But if there's something that's, you know, the line kind of, like, punches you in the gut, you're like, yes, the words. And it's like, I would burn the world for you, like, all that sort of stuff. And then obviously going into more sort of physical sort of words, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. I was going to say, why do you think – that because like that's pretty much similar to why I enjoy reading it it just is like I don't know women get shit on from like all directions all the time and so it's nice to just hear an entire book where he's just like complimenting her and I can pretend that I'm being complimented but praise I feel that praise kink has become very popular lately like good girl trope yes and I don't know is that because like the world is so shitty to women right now I mean, it's not just, I mean, it has also taken off in MM romances. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just one book got very, very popular and now everybody's kind of following the lead as tends to happen in the romance world. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey blew up and now everybody's writing BDSM. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. Me being more cynical, I do think that sometimes authors see these things and they're like, you know what? this is what's popular. This is what we're going to write. You know, we kind of see that swing with a lot of MM 
or romances in my opinion. Um, but I also mm. do think that Fifty Shades of Grey, because what, it was like 10 years ago that they were all released. Like I remember I read them when I was pregnant with my daughter, the three of them. So it's like yeah. further back I think from even that. A, little, a little earlier. I read it yeah, on a but- mega bus, which is like a bus that you take to college and back to your home um, surrounded you by strangers. That. I said yeah. Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey paperback on a I crowded bus. That's yeah. very, like, very on brand for you. That was me reading um, Breaking Dawn on a bus ride back from Sydney to Brisbane. Because um, I don't like flying. Not one, so to... not one person yeah. asked me about it. I bet they wanted to. I bet, you know, like, so. <laughs> I think it is the Fifty Shades of Grey effect that we have grown up reading these things. It's planted mm-hmm. in our subconscious. And then even we explore that in our own sexuality, in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of tweak these things. I do think that, like... A lot of romance novels, it is wish fulfillment, and that's not a bad thing for me personally. I look at it through a more subjective lens. Um, that's probably not the word that I was looking for there, but that's okay. Uh, go off. And <laughs> through the lens of looking at it, uh, yeah. So I just, I think that, yeah, like people can kind of put their own fantasies and expectations into these books. Yeah. And they sort of think, I, I enjoy that- it, there's got to be other people who do. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it was one of those things where somebody read it and was like, that's nice. Mm. Yeah. And it's I easy. Like you don't need to have any previous knowledge of kink or BDSM yes. or, you know, dom-sub relationships, nothing like that. It's just you just need to know how to compliment somebody. And all yes. you have to do is put the words you want to hear in the hero's mouth, which is yes. like what we're already doing. Absolutely. So it's definitely like an easier... Up. An easier way to copy things, you know, and not, I mean, not copy, but, you know, be influenced by slash mimic because it's just, Mm. yeah, it's not like, oh, the love hypothesis. Now people are trying to write a lot of heroines in STEM, but you actually have to know. I could never write a book because the research, the research, man, I have to look up, even if I make the hero or heroine have a career, I don't, I have not Mm. had, I now have to fucking do research about what that job is Mm-mm, no yeah the people i fear no. are like okay so this is a perfect example icebreaker by hannah grace she is british she's from manchester and this bitch is writing a whole fucking interconnected series about american college like i don't even know like kate had to break it down was it last episode where i was like yeah. i'm like what the fuck is a sophomore what is a junior what yeah. is a senior <laughs> what is like you know i'm like and this woman is out here writing about college like are you serious Maybe she's just reading L. Kennedy books and using that as research. Well, she's fucking doing it better than L. Kennedy. I'll tell you that when it comes to her books. The characters are way more mature. So there's that. That's the tea, honey. I I have not read Icebreaker yet. So you have to. You honestly, you have to. I've actually just pre-ordered the second book. So back to the. That's sleeping on it. He doesn't really have a good girl sort of thing. He does just say, you know, like you can take this cock. He's really. He has a lot of words of affirmation. Nate Hawkins. Is that yeah? Is that just Words of affirmation trope when they're just like, take this dick. What trope is that? You know what, though? I think it's going to become like praise kink light. Because I think that for a lot of people, books, no, well, no, like books like that, you know, like, and we do, we make jokes about it all the time. And one of the books that I've got on my list is from the Twisted series. And he's sort of, you know, like a bit more dominant. She's, you know, a little bit more submissive. And I think that people sort of like something resonates with that. And then they get into the more sort of not hardcore, but like the more specific praise king tropes you know what I mean like you read something you're like oh I really like that I like the way that guy was talking and then you know you come across something like us just 
fucking wittering away to each other for an hour and you're like, oh my God, I've got all of these new books to read. So yeah, it's not a bad thing. You're a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. we, this is basically like a TBR destroying podcast. The worst, so, honestly. I don't feel bad about it. Like I just get to tell everybody the books that I love and make them read them. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, and just I'm to not- clarify, that was the Twisted series by... Anna Hong. So it's, it's, yeah, it's the book, it's Twisted Games. So he is her bodyguard. Okay. She is a princess. So book two? Book two. Or book four? two. Okay. So oh, book two. Um, but I, I, yeah, well, I do think that you need to read all of the books to sort of understand what's going on. The cute covers, takes a beautiful photo if you're on Bookstagram, you know, little yeah. book talk girly. But yeah, yeah, he is definitely, he makes her like crawl to him and, you know, she, she's a princess. So it's, you know, that obvious like imbalance of power. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a bit hot. And I think mm. that it probably would have been the gateway for a lot of people into finding more specific tropes. What have you got for yeah, us? Yeah, I do feel like uh, that's definitely one of those books that I feel like is a lot of people's, or that series is a lot of people's like first far away. Oh my God, I butchered that foray. Now I can't say oh. it. It's one of those words I say in my head, foray. Yeah. First journey into <laughs> into romance. I feel like it's one of those books that got so popular on book talk that people were who normally read YA because it, mm-hmm. it, it I read half of the first book and it did give me kind of like YA vibes like yes yeah. I know it's not YA I'm pretty sure the characters are in their 20s but it just mm-hmm. I've I kept thinking they were high schoolers while I was reading like I yeah I don't know why so I think it's a lot of people's like first jaunt there we go into jaunt. the into the spicier side of book talk um, no, I agree well, there's our first uh, kind of crazy kink wreck then. Twisted Games. Woo! Perfect. Um, I have mine broken down into monster, contemporary, alien, historical, and daddy. So where do you want to start? Violently Virgo. That's all I want to say. She's got sub-genres <laughs> for the recommendations. I've got a list, I've got a list of clear. things that I scribble. I've got like a fucking thing in my notes app, like absolute chaos and there's Kate she's like I can break it down for you like this we can do it this way it can be like that if you would like me to alternate between other things no issue and then I'm just like "Eh, I'm here I I have arrived so take it away (laughs) and it's like nighttime for me it's midday for you so I feel like if any one of us was going to be organized you're bright and peppy and I'm like on my deathbed I'm a tummy ache girl I've had a lot of things going on lately okay we've said goodbye (laughs) to the principal Oh, yes. That was must have been so tragic. Where will the book talk content come from now? You have to make friends well, you know with the what? new principal. I don't know. He's I don't know. I don't know if I like his vibe. Um, but mm. I did post about how one of my son's teachers, she essentially said she was like, "We have no idea what we're mm. doing." And I put it on TikTok, and it's had like nearly 10,000 views. So, um if you're listening to this, Mr. Principal, I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <That's all. laughs> I mean, that doesn't, hearing that from your kid's teacher definitely doesn't instill confidence and I would leave too if I had the, if no. you had the choice. It's like, I don't really want to hear from my kid's teacher that we don't know what we're doing. Like you I, in charge of on a daily basis. my child. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing on a daily basis. I need someone to be flying the fucking plane. Okay. This is why, like, Kate, in this moment, Kate is mother. I am baby. Okay. Like, you're in charge. I'm looking to you. Well, you're guess what? Now I know what book we're starting with. 
which one? Now I know. Just based okay. on that. So before okay. I, 7.45 p.m., we are recording this at like 9 p.m. 7.45 p.m., I ch- look at my list and I'm like, wow, there's a serious lack of MM praise kink on here. And I texted my friend Shayna. Hello, Shayna. I know you're listening. And I'm like, hey, I need some MM praise kink recs. And she reads pretty much exclusively MM. And she's like, oh, way to put me on the spot. And there was like an implied like bitch in there. And she didn't type it though. because She's nice. She should have. And she texted me back a few and I'd only read one of them. And I'm like, well, I kind of need ones I've read to talk about. But she recommended one called Golden by Helen Juliet. I am only 33% in. I read it. I was like, it's only 139 pages. It is on KU. I'm like, okay, it's MMMM. And I start reading it. And it's a Goldilocks retelling. Spectacular. So the, like, main guy's name is, uh, well, his name's not, I don't actually know what his fucking name is. Uh, But they call him Goldie because he has, like, curly blonde hair. And his ex gets him him. into debt. His ex gets him into debt with a, a, like, gay porn, like, producer. And he shows up. He has to now pay off this debt. And the guy's like, you can work for, like, film a couple of videos for me. And as they make money and they pay off your debt, you'll be free. So he goes. this This is the part. He goes to these three guys who are in like a triad relationship. One is named Daddy. One is named Papa. And the other one's named Baby. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the bottom of the totem pole in this. I, I texted really her lucky. and I was, was like, like red. I texted her I'm like Daddy, Papa, and Baby and like the looking, like the hand over the face emoji and she was like, just push past it. Just push past it. <laughs> And I was like, Jesus Christ. And she's like, it's Goldilocks. Like, you knew it was going to be like this. But I, 33% in, and I will say, it is incredibly praise kinky. So if you kind of want, like, off the wall, if you like fairy tale reimaginings, you just want to dive into something that's 139 pages of just start to finish filth, is what I'm predicting it's going to be. They're page, like, 12, and they were doing, there was a triple blowjob situation, basically. So... Very hot so far, (laughs) but I'm like, and none of the guys are described as like what I consider conventionally attractive, which in a way is refreshing. Also (laughs) a little hard for me to, when all three of that, like, they're just very interestingly described. So it's kind of like a night, like a, I don't know, breath of fresh air, but that'll be my first. I'm enjoying it so far. The writing is good. It's just off the fucking wall. So if you want to read MMMM. And in a porn star setting and Goldilocks themed start there. Perfect. That's what I have to say. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I have to say. I'm going to check that one off my list. Check. Very good. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what I, well, okay. So I'll skip to one that everybody's heard me talk about a thousand times. The entire Orcsworn series by Finley Fenn is praise kink. Praise kink embodied. They are always like, good girl, take my cock, like suck down my cum. Oh, you take my cum so well. You know, it's just that for like 500 pages. Um, They can be a little bit abrasive. Check the trigger warnings. I will say the first book, if you have tried to read the first book and you weren't a huge fan, the first book is the most abrasive. The character is 
probably the most unforgiving. I forgave him, but a lot of people are like, no. <laughs> um, no. I'm just like, it was not, I cried during the gravel scene in the first book. I never fucking cry from reading books. Tears down my face. So oh my it, whatever it was, it worked on me. Uh, but her latest book, The Governess and the Orc, had mutual praise kink. So Ooh. at one point, like he was raised being treated terribly by like his mom and by the community around him. And she is a governess who is like, she's a person of color. She is treated very, very poorly in this community, especially like being a governess. She just is treated by the family badly and like, just like, hey, take care of our kids and stay out of our way situation. And so they're both coming like from a place of not being treated well. And so they just praise each other. (laughs) And she does have to drink actual cups of his cum, like at the dinner table. Like a glass of milk. So. What's the pe- what's the reason behind that? Okay, so there actually is a reason behind that. Thank you for oh, asking. Yep. And the reason is that they are fake maiden. Mm-hmm. And they can smell, the orcs can okay. smell if you do not have cum inside your vagina. They can tell. Or your butt. So she can swallow it down, but they're going to be very suspicious about mates who are not having actual sex so the way that they've they've kind of passed it off is like she's not ready to have sex yet and they don't want to be sexual right off the bat so he's like okay you don't have to give me a blowjob and suck down my cum from the source you can just drink it from cups and she does like how it tastes eventually it progresses to taking it from the source so and they do eventually she doesn't just want to like put it up there like it's like what like they yeah i don't know i don't know if they can tell if it's not been freshly I don't know. I don't know if they, it's like a historical fantasy. So I don't know if they have like a plunger situation. What do you call it when you give medicine? A syringe? I would literally just whack it up there myself, you know, like. I tell everyone that she's not ready to get Mm. pregnant. And that's why they're not, because if they start having sex, she will get pregnant. That's how orc cum works. Well, yeah, like me being me, like obviously the esthetician in me, I'm like, I would just put it on my face and be like, it's really good for anti-aging. Like that would be my yeah. solution. I, I do believe I she may bathe it. in it at one point. Mm, like I do believe yeah. she coats her entire body in it, but okay. they can tell if it's not like up in your womb, which is very difficult to get to if you're just using your fingers to shove it up there. Yeah. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody take a clip of this episode and put it anywhere. Thanks. <laughs> If you do that, oh, like boy. I said what I said, you know, like if you want to quote me this on the Daily just, Mail or something, that's fine. This is just like every, in public. Like I just said that all. Huh. Every week we just Perfect. outdo ourselves. We wake up and we say, you know what? I can do worse than that. Yeah. To be fair, though, I'm only talking about what some other depraved, wonderful mind wrote. Exactly. She came. Finley Fenn came up with it. Yeah. So and thank I am you. just appreciating then. Her fucking insane, amazing mind. And that is, Mm. that's all I have to say on that. Uh, So what else do you have on your list before I just take over the podcast? Well, a book that we both read this week, and that is Praise by Sarah Kate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I put that on the story. I said, if there's anyone, we got a couple of those responses. And Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Absolutely. I did have a problem with the father's name being Emerson. So, (laughs) okay. Let me pull you back. So this book is about Charlie. 
Charlie has just broken up with her boyfriend, Bo, because Bo cheated on her. Bo is a little dirty little rat, but he does have a book. So I guess we're getting a redemption arc for him. Fucking Bo. And I struggled. That- I will say I read his book and I, yeah. it was, I couldn't, it was a little bit of a struggle because I was I've like, a lot of- he was such a dick. I've got a, got a lot of thoughts. Okay. So Bo is just a scrub piece of shit, basically. Like he fucked one of their friends because he's like, I don't know how I feel. It's, anyway, fuck Bo. So Bo has used his dad's money, his dad Emerson, for their bond, for the place they were renting and they've moved out. And he says to Charlie, like, you'll have to contact my dad to get the money back because I'm not talking to him. We don't know why he's not talking to him. And the reason is so fucking stupid. But that's just Bo. Like, that's just Bo being Bo in this Sarah Kate series. And <laughs> so funny. Charlie, my name at the moment on this is Charlie on the floor. So we go we, to see Emerson. And Emerson is starting a club with a couple of his friends called the Salacious Players Club. And it's, you know, like a voyeur club where you can basically like, you know, explore your fantasies, all of that stuff. And he thinks that Charlie has been hired to be another one of his submissives. And it's not. It's his, you know, son's ex-girlfriend just coming to get her cold hard cash. But when he's like, get on the floor to Charlie, Charlie really enjoys it. And feeling she gets, no- she gets on that fucking floor. She's on the motherfucking floor. And then he's just like, what's going on? It's pretty cringe, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, laugh. Family- I was like, that that makes sense. I was like, yeah. I probably would have got on the floor. No joke. If a like buff, tall, de- like demanding older man, I show up in his mm. office and he's just like, get on the floor. I'd be like, am I? I should get yeah I should get on the floor what am I doing standing like am I so fucking stupid I guess that I am a brat though like I'd be like fuck you like I would probably wouldn't get on the floor you'd have to force me on the floor um I know that the brat has just let out a large cheer there but yeah so his name being Emerson I absolutely did not believe that for one second Emmett I could believe Emerson no yeah it's not it's true like you names Uh, have power and that name will be the one who has the power in Australia, Emerson is like a Utah mom name. That's like what we would say. That's like a violently American name. It's a name of like, you know, Emerson, Matt, like Matt, anything that all the names match. And Emerson is not a grown ass dom man's name. Like it, it just mm-hmm. isn't. And then also yeah. for his son named yeah, Bo, Bo has this massive issue with Emerson's lifestyle and the way that he makes money. But okay, so fuck you, Bo, because you're willing to take money from your father through his business ventures and then you have a problem. Like, if I would never, I would never have a problem with my parents' sex life because, like, why the fuck would I be, like, caring about that? Like, that's none of my business. It's like the back of my hair. Like, I don't have to see it. I'm not paying attention to it. Same yeah. thing. As long as daddy kept giving me money, I'd be like, do, do what you got to do, man. Just like, like another like, cold hard grand would be great. Thanks. Like, but like literally, like how fucking weird. Like he's like he's a pervert. It's like n- no, like he's not. He he's just a person. And then yeah, I just I it's, fucking hated both. It's all building up for his for character development in his book later. But, but this is Gen the other Z. thing as well. Like Bo is like he's almost like he's borderline Gen Z. Like, Bo is the sort of motherfucker yeah. who will lick your asshole on the first date, but he will not call you his girlfriend. Like, that is Bo's energy. Bo is every fuckboy. I hate that Bo. That is accurate. That's Bo accurate. is like, I don't know. But you I didn't read his book, right? 
No, no, I must have dated a bow. Yeah. Like, there's something that's like triggered me, like hardcore. Like, ooh, I don't understand. I actually skipped it. I wasn't going to read his book. And then I was like, you know, I don't have enough male sub books and people do ask me for them. So I was like, I feel like I need to do my like service to the public and read this. And he is a brat. So it does kind of work out because he ends up. I I don't know that he was. I this book could have been 700 pages like it needed to be 700 pages, I think, in order to fully develop his character because he needed he needed more time to stop mm-hmm. being an asshole. It's like, I just don't feel like the book fully got there. It mm-hmm. got to like the place where he's, okay, he can, he's going to start changing. And then it ended. But oh. it was still hot. I mean, she puts like a vibrator up his dick for like eight hours and just keeps it on. And he just comes and comes and comes until it's torture. So if you like that. I just... <laughs> Yeah, see, that like, was kind of nice. I don't know. If I, can, I don't know if I can read his book because even in praise, even in praise, like Charlie, when this motherfucker cheated on her, like cheated on her, just because he didn't know if he was still into her, like he's like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm still like having sex. He's like, I better have sex with someone else. She forgave him. She was like, Yeah, we could be yeah. friends. I'm like, Charlie, you fucking dumb bitch. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't really. And I say this as somebody who's friends with a lot of their exes. I mean. Mm. I don't talk to any of them, but if I saw them on the street, there wouldn't be like a fight. We'd like have a, we'd have a, I saw one at a funeral once and we had like a wonderful conversation. So, but it's, uh, yeah, you, he treated her literally so terrible that her self-esteem was in the garbage and I get it. Like she, now he's her like daddy's actual son. So like, they're going to be in each other's lives like forever, but I will say, like, they, they don't, she kind of gives up on a friendship with him. Like, in his book, they're casual acquaintances at best. It's, like, very awkward, and he is not okay with it, which was kind of refreshing because you think at the end of their book that he's, like, he's approving it, and I liked that he wasn't immediately, like, sunshine and daisies. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend's fucking my dad, like, and she's his sub. <laughs> like, he definitely had to work through it in his book, which, and it was nice because in his book, it was my first time reading a book where the Dom is not, well, maybe not my exact, I have another book on the list that kind of fits, but she was new to it. She He was her first sub and she has never been a Dom before. She's only had vanilla sex before that. So it was kind of interesting to see like from the Dom's point of view, because normally when you're reading Dom sub books, it's really an experienced Dom training yeah. the sub who's never even looked at a kinky porn site before in her life. Hmm. But in this case, it was like two people who were new to the lifestyle learning it together. So that was that was at least nice. But yeah, I, I don't know that his book was, it could have been fleshed out more in my opinion. Um, but it, I didn't hate it. I probably, It's probably like a four star, three and a half, four star read for me. I was entertained. The vibrator up the ass was like re- actually a really nice touch. Really nice. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like doing household chores while it while it's up there too. He's like painting her living room and like he falls to his knees a couple times like in paint. There's a tarp down. Don't worry. I was very concerned. And I was yeah. like, "Yes, you fucking asshole. Take fuck it. you, Bo. <laughs> I see Bo. It's on site. Honestly, like fuck you, Bo. Yep. I also wanted to know: Did they name him Bo, or did he? 
Hat, was it, does he have a, is his full name like Beauregard? Beau's like a very interesting name. Really? I feel like I know yeah. so many Beaux. I feel like really? it's like must be Australian. Yeah, no, I don't know if it'd be Beauregard. Why would it be Beauregard? I know a dog name. I don't know. I don't believe in nicknames as names, so I always no. think of like what their full name could be. Like, is he applying to jobs and he's just like, my name is Bo. Bo is a full name. A like, no, it's a complete a, that's sentence. That's a dog name. It's, a do- okay, it's yeah, it literally so like my ex- in my name. It's my last yeah, name. I'm like, no. Well, my no. ex-boyfriend, he was like, I immediately knew that it was not going to work out between us when he had the name Tyson. Oh, yeah. For, like, he likes the name Tyson. I'm like, that's the name of a pit bull. Like, that's not a, that's not a baby's name. In that's America, the that's the name of a chicken nugget brand. Oh. So, okay, you would be chicken nuggets. You dated chicken yeah, nuggets. Like- there you go. So that's, no, that that's was... way less threatening than a pit bull. <laughs> we just always fall so far from God's grace. Like every, it just it devolves. Like it just it well, starts. Named, off did you see what I named? Do you see what I named the episode? What praise be the it's Lord? Called... Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So yeah, I mean that's that was a fun. Definitely a fun series. I actually, my Patreon episode was uh, just talking about this series in particular. So um, I just broke down every single book. I read them all. Um, Let's see. Oh, I would like to talk about Sink or Swim by Tessa Bailey because of the Tessa Bailey books, I do not feel that Sink or Swim, which is book three of her Beach Kingdom series, um, which I believe was an indie pub series. I think that she published that herself, but I think it's now been picked up by a publisher um, but Sink or Swim is a... I feel like it is. Uh, yeah, it like is right now. Which is, yeah. I, I didn't think it would be because I believe it has been picked up. Like, I thought a publisher really? picked it up and was, like, going to give it new covers and, like, revamp it. Because um, the paperbacks got taken down. But maybe it's just getting new covers. Um, but it's on KU. It's one of my favorite series by her. Um, they're actually technically novellas. Um, if we're looking at page count, I think they're all about like 200-ish pages, which I, I don't really know what makes a novella. I've what got 200 that? on the first book. I, so I've got the oh, first book okay. out at the moment called Mouth to Mouth. And it is, yeah, yeah it's Mouth to Mouth is great. My favorite is uh, Heat Stroke, which is an MM, uh, the second one. And it's got a himbo. Love me a himbo. And But book three, I wasn't even really looking forward to it. It's a best friends to lovers romance. And it's, uh, I think, ugh, fuck, is it Jaya? Gia? Gia, I think. And uh, Andrew. Andrew's the oldest brother of these brothers, who are the series is about. And Gia is his, like, best childhood friend. But she is Indian, and her parents are working on arranging a marriage for her. They've kind of had this, like, he's been in love with her since, like, the day they met. And every night, he they, their windows face each other. And every night, he asks if there's, like, anything he can do to, like, make her life better. Or, like, to make her, you know, to make things better for her. Not because of, like, her family. Her family is wonderful and loving. But just, like, he wants, that's, like, his kink, is doing things for her. And so the whole thing is, like, now that, like, she has this potential engagement looming over her, and he doesn't think he's worthy of her, but sparks kind of fly. And there's like a whole scene where she realizes that 
he likes being told what to do. So she just starts bossing him around and having him like do chores around her house. She's not wearing panties. And she like does a whole like lift her foot up to point at something and like straight up vagina. Well, not vagina, but you know, like labia. Vagina. Yeah, he's not. You get, she's not like gaping like straight into the vagina. But I, it was my. This might have been my first, my first experience with like a male sub, and he likes me. Like at one point, they're like fucking, and she's like, "Oh, that's so perfect." And he literally is like, "Say it again, like fucking compliment me again, like right now." And she's like, "This is you're so good, Andrew." And he like fucking comes everywhere. So, Primo Tessa Bailey. This is back like. I feel like her newer stuff is different than yeah. her older stuff and like her indie pub stuff, especially. And this is just like a creme de la creme. They're, I believe, becoming audiobooks. I think Mouth to Mouth just came out in audio or is about to. Oh, yeah. And Shayna and I are waiting with bated breath for heat strokes. It's like, oh, it's a bi awakening himbo and like an uptight professor, like brother. And like the himbo and him have like this, like the himbo just follows him around. And doesn't understand that he's, like, madly fucking in love with him. And I'm <laughs> sick for it. So sick for it. But anyways, yeah. So if you want kind of a, a light, like a – I wouldn't say this is kinky necessarily. Like, we talked about, like, there's a difference between praise kink and praise in just being incorporated into a book. And I don't know that this book's necessarily kinky. They're not – they're just two regular people. There's no kink clubs involved. There's no dom-sub relationship. He just likes being useful gets super hard at the idea of like doing chores for her <laughs> and isn't that the dream where is he where is yeah. he i was like mm-hmm, i didn't know that was a thing that men could feel <laughs> i'd be like please do the dishes do them harder yes yeah that i mean and it's so short and so good i don't know that you can necessarily i mean you could read it by itself um but like the family backstory kind of builds they had like a really shitty dad and there's like a criminal aspect like the youngest brother in mouth to mouth like has got out of prison so and there's a reason for it and so um but if you really just want to read that one you can but honestly it's just 600 pages total for the whole series you can do it yeah i Highly mean i read the beach like kingdom 700 series. page of bullshit like so yeah the worst fucking book of the year and I, I had I did like that. secondary pain, like knowing you did that. I you like a hundred pages in, you were like, "Ugh," and I'm like, "Don't, don't keep going, it's so long." I know. I am said. nothing if not a warrior. <laughs> the idea of sitting even through a 700 page book that I like right now is just almost impossible for me. You will read seven 100 page books because you're yeah. a superstar. You I'll are stay up a legend. I'm doing that. Exactly. Yeah, You're KU has kind of ruined me. KU is yeah. dangerous. Yeah, I think like because I no longer feel now. Yeah, it's hard. Like 400 pages, mm. I'm like Jesus Christ. I do it though. Sometimes I really, really, really like it, and I'm like, this is amazing. I don't want it to end. I'll be reading, and I'll be like, yes, we're only 10 percent in. So. <laughs> okay. And then sometimes we're reading it like, fuck, we're 10 percent. Like only 10 percent for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the worst. But KU, having KU has allowed me to DNF so much faster. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I used absolutely. to force myself to finish because I'm like, I paid money for it. And yeah. now I have to finish it. And now it's more like, I didn't really pay money for this. 
and I'm not enjoying it. And my time is so limited that I'm just gonna, maybe I'll come back to it another time. Like maybe it's the wrong time for that book, which happens sometimes. Like I've tried reading Moon Blood Breeding Clinic by CM Nascosta. And I've loved all of their books, all of them. But I've just, I've tried reading it twice now and I'm just not in the mood right now for it. But yeah. I, it's on KU and I just, you know, put it to the side and I, I'll come back when I can really dedicate time to like a full, because I know it's going to be a really fully fleshed out plot. And like, yeah. there's a whole family dynamic right now. And I was just like, I need to just, I have like an hour before bed. I just need to read like some hardcore fucking. Hardcore. And that's how I ended up reading Golden by Helen Juliet. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. What else have you got in your praise kink? Ooh, Little purse. Was creaky. purse of, okay. So purse while of we're praise. on the topic of male praise people men being praised there we go yeah. um preferential treatment by heather Greer. do you ever like say an author's name out loud and you're like what the f- did i say that right um, preferential treatment is a a billionaire hero who likes to be dominated by women and mm. he decides you know who would make the perfect dom my subordinate at work. Yes. So he, yeah, I was. I was also her. hoping that you were going to tell me he's eighty years old with a heart condition. He's like, no, of course he's willing hot. to sign it all the way for me. Like, oh. I think he plays chess too. Don't they always play chess? Is that a billionaire we like smart that, guy? This thing? is the thing. We know what billionaires look like. My old nemesis, Elon Musk, and that motherfucker Bezos. Like, nobody's nobody's fucking. Well, people are fucking them, but you know. They're taking yeah, on for, not the, for the right reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But not in this case. In this case, he's a hottie. Loves to be dominated. Uh, there's a little bit of light, like BDSM-y stuff. Um, I guess the B. There's a little light B. I think like bondage She financially dominates him. Uh, right. So there's, she takes a lot of his money and donates it to abortion clinics. Fuck yes. Uh, if, that, if, that, if that's your thing. And the yeah. Rich. That's the next trope we need to do. Yeah. Like rich people. That's basically this. Good. Yeah. I yeah. So I was like, that. ooh. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it was good. There's, I mean, it's lighter on the praise. It's more like he's he's praised when he's being good as a like, and he does get off on it, but it's less like I praise king doesn't dominate it, in my opinion. It's just like a piece of the puzzle. But I mean, if you're really into men on their knees, then because you put them there. Not because they want to lick you, you know? I mean, they do, but, like, you made them. Then that that mm. is a, a hottie. A hottie, hottie book. Oh, oh we did. Okay, I'm just, I'm just checking everything off. Oh, when I made my praise kink reel the other week, like, 80,000 people were like, you should read The Playing Game by Ainsley Booth. And I was like, okay, sure. If that many people on my praise kink reel are saying, like, read this specific book, because it's like entirely praise. Yes. This is another example of not kinky. It is not kinky. Like it's just, that is how he expresses his appreciation and arousal. So it's pretty much every single time they are having sex, even when they're not, he is complimenting her. He is telling her how good she feels, how good she's doing in bed. Like it's just him. That's just him. I think it's a, it's a sports romance. And I'm like, what sport did he play? I think it's <laughs> hockey. I'm seriously like, 
Did he play what a was the sport again? Was... Ooh. Can you hear the thunder? Oh my god, yes. Big storm rolling in. Big Do you know storm. what? It's because I was just thinking of a suggestion that I had. And that was what? God was not happy. Well, no, it was I was just thinking oh, yeah. about um Priest by Sierra Simone. Yeah. <laughs> There's sort of that Somebody... was like one of my followers who I talk with a lot um, DM'd me the other day because I posted about how I, for the first time ever, was reading a book that I had already read and, and I forgot about it entirely. Like, I was like, I'm going to read this book, read the blurb, didn't jog anything. And she told me that happened to her with Priest. Look at that. I was Divine like, how did that happen, happen to you with Priest? It's like the most, like, off- a wonderfully offensive, like to so many people type of book you know it's just like how did you forget like one of the most prolific romance books of all time priest fucking and you re- you read it yeah. a second time because you forgot about it that's iconic behavior honestly like because i had read it a while ago and then i was like i kind of remember it being sort of a bit like it's I I would honestly say it's more angsty from my point of view i obviously have a very strange relationship with um religion at the moment <laughs> so yeah it's like I don't know. I'm not even religious and I read it and I was like I'm literally have no like I don't care about priest vows but even I was like dude you made a vow to god that you are breaking. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was hard for me to read like I was like you made a promise and you are it felt like cheating like, and yeah. I think that's why it was a struggle for me because I am, again, not at all religious, haven't been to church since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it felt so wrong. And I know some people really, really like that, but you're right. It was, it was almost entirely angst. And I don't yeah. like, I really don't like when a man is fighting their feelings for the woman, like when yeah. they feel it's wrong. And it felt very much like the priest season in Fleabag. <laughs> where it's like there you know it feels forbid I don't I don't like forbidden romance I don't like a Romeo and Juliet vibe where they're like they both know it's wrong but they're doing it anyways no no I want you to feel it's so right the whole yeah. time yes no I completely agree I, that's like my sort of I romance. like enemies like, to lovers but I don't like like warring families like my like they're, she's the mafia daughter of like this mafia yeah. and he's the mafia son and they're meeting in secret that is too much for me I will have a heart attack yeah no it, it is I completely yeah. agree or like a really like gross like age gap like I just I can't like I'm never gonna do like an underage person and no. then no like, I, 18 is my 18 is my well, limit yeah. I don't she better turn 18 even starting at 17 and turning 18 before they do anything I'm like I wish you well, were 18 yes, like, to start this book. I bought all of yeah. the Addicted series, like the Callaway sisters. So I've like read the first mm. two, binge those this week. In the second book, there is like a 23-year-old man like talking to a 16-year-old girl about the first time she had sex. He's like, did you come? Were you wet? And I'm like, Bleh! like, how am I supposed to root for this relationship in two books? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think is I'm like, I'm one, just, what? Who's the author of that me? one? I'm Krista and Becca Ritchie. Okay, I have two of those books that the publisher sent me. And I'm looking at. I them just right like now. I like maybe like I don't feel like you'd get down with it because the first three books. I didn't are like about... the blurb, honestly. 
Yeah. Well, Lily's a sex addict and Lo is an alcoholic and they have this really toxic dynamic. Um, uh, it's like kind of like just like I just know that these authors like they watched Gossip Girl and they were like, let's make this Chuck Bass at his worst. Um, but mm-hmm. I bought them. So I'm committing to reading them. I'm loving my paperbacks at the moment. I've been a real slut for my paperbacks. Good just, for you. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just like on top of them sitting outside. In I my have garden, so many good ones. Reading. Yeah. Well, if it was nice out, I'd sit outside and read a paperback. Yeah. Well, I hate reading on my phone outside. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. yeah, it's like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> There's something so unwholesome about that. <laughs> um, all right, let's get it through a few more because we are already at like 50 minutes into this episode, which is great for us, um, but bad for people who have things to do. So I would like to bring up When She Belongs by Ruby Dixon, which is pretty much lauded as like just a wonderful praise kink, but it also is the most perfect book combination of tropes for me because you have Jerrock. He is an alien. Sophie is a human woman rescued from like a slaver ship by uh, like these brothers and she's been helping them on their ship. Um, she like learns their language and everything and they have to go do something fucking dangerous as shit. So they drop Sophie off with Jerrock, who is like ugly as fuck. He's like half a robot. Uh, he hates people, just lives on his little islands, like, uh, which is like a meteor, lives on a meteor and just fixes ships and tells everyone to fuck off. And they're like, Hey, asshole, hang on to this fragile human for us and definitely don't do anything horrible to her and Jarak is like get the fuck out of my sight like he like hates her but it's more of like a he thinks she is so like unique looking and like gentle and sweet and he's like I'm a horrible ugly terrifying Mm. monster you have no business even talking to me that is Um, so your book that is like hate fucking catnip that is your book this book was the first in the Rizdiver series, I think, that I read, which is the, like, mini Ruby Dixon series that it's a part of. And I was like, it sent me down the ugly hero spiral. Yeah. But it's definitely crazy. Again, it's not really, like, kink so much as, like, she's been very lonely for a very long time. She'll never get to go back to Earth. You know, it's kind of mm. depressing. And she, no one treats her well. And so, except for the brothers. Like, they were nice to her, but they treated her like a little sister. And now... Jack is like he kind of worships her because he's never expected to have a woman who loves him mm-hmm. and so it's cool. one of those um but that was the only alien romance I had on my list um but it's so good the Rizdiver series is probably one of my all-time favorite series it's just they're all ugly heroes with like loving humans who think they're just the bee's knees I hate spending time with you because it's just like, I'm like, yep, this is what I'm going to read. And then all of a sudden Kate comes in and just bulldozes. She's like, read this, read this, read this. It's... Does anyone we else have, have a that? We should have a Ruby Dixon episode. Where we should have a Ruby Dixon month, honestly, like just dedicating our time and energy to that. Bless. It'd be super easy Ruby because Dixon. I love them all and read them all. And actually, nope, there's one I did not like. If I'm going to be truly unbiased, there's one I DNF'd. Um, it didn't, it made me feel weird. I didn't like it. But other than that, I love all of Ruby's books. So if well, we make an I was episode, about, I'll tell yeah. you about it. I want to, like, my ultimate, like, golden end for that would be bullying our husbands into reading Ice Planet Barbarians. Like, could you imagine Rob and Connor, they yeah. would be like, 
you sick fucking bitches. Like they would just think that we were absolutely cooked in the head reading that book. And that's well, like when I had Rob on the Patreon, when Rob came mm-hmm. on the Patreon, he and he listened to me talk about books. He selected uh, Morning Glory Milking Farm as the book that he would want to read if I forced him to read a book. Gun Perfect. to his head. Even better. Yeah, but he's the slowest reader known to fucking humanity. And we'll get these guys I would have to wait a year. It would take a year yeah. for him to read it. It's like 300 pages. <laughs> I do like that he does like to read, though. Like, I, I do like that. I think it's cute. He reads Brandon Sanderson books. And, like, I don't understand that world. It's very in-depth. It's like Game of thrones like, in terms of the details. I'm like, I cannot I, listen to you. I've... I think I've got a couple, like I've got all of the Wheel of Time series and then when the guy popped off, like he went ghost mode, um, that means he died, and um, Brandon Sanderson stepped in and wrote it. But I have heard in like the last Wheel of Time book that there is like a 200-page chapter. One like, chapter? How does this- that? When I tried uh-huh. writing a book, I was always like, where do chapters end? Like, I'd be like, mm. how do you know when the chapter's over? Do you end on kind of a cliffy? Do you just end because you want to switch to the other POV? I don't do know. You Does it have to be like an impactful sentence that BookTok is going to like yeah. grab onto and run with, like a toddler with a phone? Yeah. Who knows? No, I never. And that, that, like, it's details like that that like did not come natural to me. And I don't know if they come natural to other authors. But I always thought way too hard about it, and it kind of ruined the experience for me. And so I stopped writing. We should write a book together. Nice. We can write my goldfish shifter finally. It's a brilliant story. Yeah. But we could have like point of view. We could bring back like dystopian YA where we're like, um, just one brain cell each. That's like our origin story, how we met. Actually, like, I want to go back to the top of our conversation and see what, like, the first thing, because I know that I would have just slid into your DMs in, like, the most unhinged way. I just know You'd it. You'd have to scroll so far. I would love I to find out. Like, Instagram, oh, can you please bring so us long. that fucking feature? Like, please. I'm begging just you. Just go to the top. Oh, my to the God. Top. I really wish. Now from the top, make it drop. That's me singing again. You do welcome, There's guys. a search function, but. Oh, no, don't do it. It would take so long. Girl, don't do it. Though. It's not worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get a few. <laughs> you let's know that it's going on. Um, making her TikTok sounds like yep. that. She's getting tired, guys. She's getting. She's ready to be done. <laughs> she's TikToking me. Um, let me spit out a couple extra racks because I spent so much time making this list. So let's just go. Um, I put stars next to the ones I wanted to talk a lot about, and then I just there are some that I don't remember a ton of details about them. I just know I like them. So mm-hmm. Skin by Evita Vice, great book. Heroine is a banshee. Hero is her gargoyle bodyguard. She oh. avoids touching people because if she touches them, she can sense their emotions. He sa- saves her from like a shootout one day, accidentally touches her. Now she knows he's horny for her. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. It's actually Send kind of like a novella. It's kind of like a okay. prequel um, because then there's like another one, but the first one ends satisfactorily. Like it's send me that spicy, yeah. So that's a good one. Um, Games with the Orc by actually every Catherine Moon book in existence, but Games with the Orc by Catherine Moon is kind of a newer release. The heroine hires an orc after her breakup. 
this like there's like this monster kink service where you can hire a monster to like fulfill your deepest desires and she has like a desire to be like a pet basically and there's lots of like praise kink in there there's primal kink uh there's like the care i don't really know what it would be after i mean there's just a lot of aftercare where he's like giving her baths and like soaking letting her soak and taking care of her and making sure she's not hurt i think she's chained to the bed while she sleeps that's your thing uh then we have east coast carnal cryptids by vera valentine Mm -hmm. that is three monsters who they are cryptids so you have the jersey devil you have mothman there we go i remember who he is um mothman and then uh champ from lake champlain which i think is i assume you've heard of the loch ness monster so it's like a mini version of that they survive on people believing in them and they meet des who is a believer with a capital b so she's like a very unique individual who's so obsessed with she believes in all these things like genuinely believes that they exist and so they can feed off her power it makes them stronger there's lots of like good girls in there and just like revering her and worshiping her trigger warning there is a little bit of dub con um nobody touches her without her consent but she is kind of forced to watch them fuck without her consent so (laughs) uh but yeah i really enjoy it great lots of weird dicks in there then um oh so i did find one historical which is the perfect crimes of marion hayes by kat sebastian i've talked about it on a couple podcasts i think by now uh but it is a heroine who will never have penis and vagina sex again yeah it's closed down down there basically Mm -hmm. a pregnancy could kill her and this is historical Mm -hmm. not a lot of protections not worth the risk and a hero who is totally cool with that uh he is fine being pegged he is fine just pleasing her however she wants he and she realizes that he likes being told he's being good and they're both criminal like they're both on the run because she like shot her husband so criminal aspects (laughs) they're both criminals it starts i think she kidnaps him and then like kills her husband and then he escapes and but then they're in cahoots together so it's really good um and it's kinky without it's like uh mainstream kinky this is like a book you'd find on the shelf at barnes and noble it's like it's published uh you can easily find it but i did like that you know it it just showed a different side of sex you know Uh, and then pretty much every brianna hale book uh she writes a lot of ddlg which is daddy dom little girl Mm-hmm. So it's not just Dom sub and it's not just daddy kink where like she calls him daddy. It's definitely a little bit more role play, but she has a lot of books that are, she has some that are brat. I think she has one called princess brat. So princess you can guess what brat. that's about. Uh, definitely a lot of like age gap and they're sim- more simply written. They're kind of just like, I mean, Brianna Hale writing has su- has gotten super good. These are her earlier books and uh, they're definitely like, you know, more simply written, easy to fly through, KU yeah. fodder type deal. So fabulous. Those are the recs I wrote down. I just wanted to spit them all out there so that uh, I, I also forgot Tentacles and Triathlons by Ashley Bennett also yeah. has some light praise. Uh, there's also some cock warming. I am seeing so much cock warming lately, which, if you guys don't know, is like when you just keep like a flaccid penis like in your mouth, you know, you're just like warming it or like in you, I guess. It's like you finish having sex and like they keep their dick in you or like you're a sub and you're forced to sleep with their dick in your mouth, which seems dangerous to me. I grind my teeth. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess as well, like, I'm just so good at giving, like, nobody's dick is staying flaccid in my mouth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Nobody's having, <laughs> nobody's, you know, like, chilling out if that's happening. Like, if Michaela's going to town, yeah. you know about it. So, there you go. That's, that's just me. Once again, talking about my sexual prowess. Um, I'm a Scorpio. I can't help it. Can't help it. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Perfect. Now we know. Now we know. But yeah, I feel like cockworming is getting very popular lately. I've read a few well, books about it now. Yeah, like, see, it comes in trends. I've got to do another trend video because I just feel like yeah. it's all coming. That could be an episode where we think we could talk about things that we think we're going to be seeing. Yeah. We could combine I'd have the to pay more cell. attention to what I'm reading. No, but I mean, you're a genius. I'm one of those people who like Queen Supreme. People think that I have like this like steel trap memory. No, I just have shelves on Goodreads. Like when people ask yeah, me for a rack, I go back mm. to my Goodreads shelf. I'm I'm not somebody who reads to remember. No. I'm reading to forget. <laughs> no, but you know, like some people read like my husband reads very detailed. He reads very slow because he is taking in a ton of information and he is remembering it wacky names settings places i remember like the main trope and that's it and maybe the author if i'm lucky yeah see i don't that's remember shit. i'm gonna write support. it all down in my book yeah i have to like think that's about why i'm it. like i write 30 points. books behind in my reviews right now uh-huh. like my goodreads is a wasteland of me not keeping yeah. up so i need to be better about that because i know people look at my I do just for my memory. I'm just like, I write a little review, I star it, Mm -hmm. and I add it to my shelves. But my Praise King shelf had five books on it. Oh my God. Yeah. See, that's like, that's very off brand for you. Right? The last time I wrote a review, people were just like rioting in the comments. So I was like, fuck off. Like, I'm not dealing with that. Congratulations to anyone who's ever written a book yet again. Yeah. It's like, reviews are for the reader. So I will. Yeah, my I, I will make criticisms in the reviews because not necessarily criticisms, but I'll point out things that I didn't necessarily like mm-hmm. because I know there's a lot of people who read like me or who appreciate my opinions and want to know what I did and didn't like. And so I'll be like, oh, this book was great, except for like, I really didn't like this part. But like, yeah, that's absolutely. just me. I didn't like the heroin, like, or I didn't like that there wasn't gravel. You know, I'm, I'm not going to like eviscerate a book in my reviews, yeah. except for that one book I did eviscerate in my reviews oh. and it fucking deserves I mean it. that's what the podcast is for the evisceration of these books uh okay yeah. so this week's question are we ready to wrap things up and I'm going to ask oh, you a question yes, yes fantastic me. okay I'm nervous. so what are you what are you reading this week are you going to keep going with the praise kink are you thinking about mm. reading something else has something been released that you like the look of let's see bringing up my good reads <laughs> so I have been my slump is finally kind of over. Um, and actually, okay, what I just read, I know you asked what I'm going to read, but this book just released like two days ago. I scooped it up. I don't normally do that. I'm somebody who finds out about books later. Like yeah. I'm not really somebody who reads on release day. I think there's maybe three or four, probably because I often get books ahead of time. So release days aren't that important to me. Like yeah. By the time the release day comes, I read it three months ago, usually yeah. for my favorite authors. But Waiting for You by Cora Rose, released. It's an MM, age gap. Uh, The older one is submissive. It's his best friend's dad. Ooh. And the older, the younger one is The Pursuer. 
and I I love all core roasts. And then I actually I DM'd her. I was like, "What up? Please write faster." Okay, she's written like twelve books in a year. She could not write faster. <laughs> like, no. but I was like, "Hey, what's coming out next?" Because she teased a uh, like uh, a shy, like kind of introverted guy with like these two muscle motorcycle daddies, and I was like. I mean this with all respect, but bitch, please write that story. <laughs> yeah. But so after I read Waiting for You, I had to go back and I've read three of her books again for like the 15th time. Yep. But Waiting yep. for You was so good. And like I said, I'm waiting for the right moment to read Moon Blood, what is it, Breeding Clinic by Sam Nascosta because I I want to read it. I love the breeding trope. It's phenomenal. I think it's Moon Blooded Breeding Clinic. There we go. Um and yeah, that's kind of uh, – I have, like, a bunch of – this is not like me, but I have a bunch of half-read books on my Kindle right now. Ooh. 42%. Yeah, got, well, not even half-read. 10%. Um, 82%. I don't know why I saw, I looked at the ending to that one, and then I lost my, like, Your desire to keep going. Like, why did I yeah. do – I just needed to know the ending. I needed to know what happened. And now I'm like, well, I don't need to finish it right now because I looked at the ending. Yeah. Uh, 5% on Moonblooded Breeding Clinic. 37% in the Goldilocks reimagining that I'm going to finish wow. tonight because I have go. to know what's Perfection. happening. <laughs> but what about you? 100%. After you oh. read that 700-page honker. The deep sigh. Okay, so, well, I, I'm i the worst friend in the world, so I actually f- forgot to sign up for the Cat Win Airplane Games like arcs. So, but I slid into her DMs and I was like, who do I have to blow to get this book and she sent it to me so um tba on when the blowjob is going to be collected it might just be my husband which would be far worse and then what else have i got <laughs> well i'm on goodreads oh, i have something else that i've been reading oh, so i've been reading this book for weeks it's an audiobook morning star by pierce brown that's not a romance novel so kate doesn't care um but i'm really I'm enjoying it it's very fucking stressful. Very fucking stressful. The female character, mm. everyone dies. It's like Game of Thrones in what? space um, versus like the Hunger Games. It's fucking cool. I like one of my things is I yeah. wanted to read more sci-fi this year. Um, what else am I reading? I'm probably going to read Addicted for Now by Kristen Becker Ritchie as my paperback. But I'm just like, I shuffled my paperbacks today. I'm like, I want to read all of you little sluts. Uh, everyone was telling me to read Ella Mays. I don't know what I've been doing. It's school holidays here. My kids are always on fucking school holidays, but I'm also someone who is like really efficient with my time. So first day of school holidays, it was 8.30 in the morning and they had a dentist appointment. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like literally like you've woke up like, yeah, yesterday morning, nine o'clock, I was in getting my hair done. They got their new uniforms for the school they're changing to. Today, Dang. the boy child got a haircut and they're just like, this is crazy. And I was like, motherfuckers, you won't have to do anything i got them new school bags we did all of their things i am like get in get the fuck out so i've got all the time in the world to do that the weather is finally starting to cool down here i'm still sweating but i'm gonna live laugh love through it so long story long i'm reading everything guys i'm reading everything always Perfect. and watching definitely do Ooh, i'm watching world war z for the 80,000th time I, I really want to start watching zombie. Succession. I feel like I saw mm. a TikTok edit of um, Mr. Darcy. You know, he's in Succession. Mm. And he was yes, calling someone did bag gargantuan. And I was like, I'm there. I'm in. So, But I probably won't. Um, 
I have the best intent. I also put on Lord of the Rings again. I've seen the first one, maybe the first like hour. I'd say I've been trying to watch it since I was pregnant with my son eight years ago. Um, and then so something good, happened. Though. Well, no, I don't know. Like that little Elijah Wood fell over and the husband walked into the room and I was like, what's going on in this? And he's like, that's the eye of Sauron. I'm like, it looks like a vagina. And he just sighed deeply and walked out. So it's like, I just can't, I cannot listen to you tear apart things I enjoy today. Yeah. Well, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah. Oh, all good. Oh, well. Wow. We are very productive. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you had your pens ready. Oh, I just realized my pen was like exploding over my hands. Like (gasps) the whole episode. Oh my God. I only write in pink ink, so I'm fine if that happens to me. Okay. Perfect. Anyways, I hope you guys have some good recs. Obviously, you can go to the Up to Smut Instagram page, and we will always have a list of the books that we talked about during the episode on there, sometimes with pictures, but probably not today because there's so many fucking books. It's a lot of books that we have to fit on those slides. Um, And yeah, obviously, if you have any recs, drop them i'm always Slide here into the for praise king i'm always i'm Literally. i'm just here to although we do apologize sometimes michaela opens up a dm and she's like this one's better for you to answer and then it like it looks like we're ignoring your thing and it's just me yeah. not having gotten to it yet or vice versa so just an fyi if you slide into our dms there's two of us there and it's complicated so and we just have yeah. one brain one brain between yeah. two people Two grown women wandering around like little dum-dums. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. But. I could be doing um, that. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. If we're being honest, I am not doing my best. I'm doing a half-assed job of everything. Nobody should ever do their best. Like, who cares? People don't deserve all of you. That's the thing. A romance hero would tell me I'm a good girl anyways. Exactly. So let's aspire to that level. Boom. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. Stay smutty, stay slutty, and read whatever the fuck you want.